Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Well, welcome to We Found Another Hour podcast. Uh, I am not your regular host. Uh, this is Brother Caleb. Brother Steve uh, is not with us this week. He is on site uh, down in Waverly, Tennessee, as uh, we look to do some disaster relief and some home building down there for the folks impacted by the floods uh, several weeks ago. And he's down there scoping everything out, and we're going to be uh, having some information and some rebuilding projects on that soon. So we might as well call it today. We found another host for this week. Y'all like that name? I love it. I love it's not it. too bad. Love not it. too bad. Wait, it, brother Landy, did you want to host this week? I did, but I was overruled. Surely mm. not. Yep. Well, I appreciate your participation anyway, and <laughs> we're going. We're looking forward to some insight uh, from you this week. We have our regular crew in the studio today. We got brother Landon Shelby, the Memphis Mafia. Mm. We got brother Derek O'Quinn. What do they call you, Derek? Little City. Little City, Little aka City. brother Caleb. Yeah, and by either name, it really doesn't matter. Just whatever somebody says, I'm going to answer probably. That's that's fine. I, that's what I do too. And last but certainly not least, brother Ian Derrick, our uh, our technology man today. Yeah, uh, also known as Big Ox. I'd appreciate if you would uh, recognize who it is. Recognize the name. There is some irony. I don't know why the, the Ox is the tech wizard, but. There, there really is some irony in the fact that me and Brother Ian never get mixed up, even though we both have the name Derek in our names. Literally never get I mixed up. I have been told, though, that there are people that will no longer, they're going to just spell our name how they how we, like how we they spell it, because they don't care how we spell it, because we both spell them differently. I well, think, that's my life yeah. story, so that's not. Yeah, they don't care anymore. how the difference in our spellings are going to do it the way right. they and want to either do they're it. Gonna, I've been told Most that. likely, they're going to spell it wrong, like the way you have it. And by they, I think mm. we're referring to one person who's in this room with us. From what I, the word on the street is that Brother Landon is the only people, only person in our church that gets y'all confused. I can yeah. see that. I really can. I he, really get, can. he gets confused sometimes. The other day he showed up at, at the Methodist church. He got confused which church he was supposed to go to. Mm-hmm. So, I wondered why I saw him park down there. Yeah, he worked like half a day down there. Uh, so, so there's a lot of confusion going on around here. Has he made it on their website yet? On their staff page? Are you on the Are you on the Methodist staff page? It's in the works. We're pushing it to go out later. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> volunteer of the month. We're <laughs> gonna, gonna roll that out. Gonna roll that out soon. Been on my contacts. So. Well, that that that's good. Uh, you just keep working for the kingdom some mm. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but but y'all, this week as uh, we mentioned, Brother Steve's in Waverly we're working on our uh, Christmas construction project, and it is getting close to Christmas. Uh, are y'all? Now let me ask you this: Are y'all a uh, Christmas decorations post Thanksgiving or pre Thanksgiving? What y'all's What y'all's take? My honestly, I am lazy, and my preference is just not doing it. Mm. Wow. Um, mm. But you are the Grinch. But if if it is yeah, going to get done, it's going to get done the weekend after Thanksgiving. So another day, the weekend after. <laughs> yeah. So like, Saturday, Saturday after Thanksgiving. All I'm doing Thursday is stuffing, stuffing my face with everything stuffing, I can stuff. Gobble, yeah. t- gobble till you wobble. Oh, and stuffing, stuffing, <laughs> stuffing is by far my favorite. Stuffing and ham. I don't need nothing else. <laughs> Brother Ian, what about you? Oh man, so we are a as soon as Thanksgiving is over, like we have like. Like, 
the dishes are in the sink. All right, now it's time to now it's time to decorate for Christmas. So yeah, that's uh that's us. So as soon as we can get it out, we uh we decorate. Brother Landon, what about over the bachelor pad? What's it like? Uh, what we like to do is uh, still not take down fall decorations, but they are in the works, and we're going to put that Christmas decoration up very shortly. So you but, still haven't got it up yet. So um, you're going to do that like on Christmas Eve? We're, like still, we're still celebrating fall in okay. my apartment. I think we need to establish the fact that, that we have a 22-year-old that decorates for fall. 21. Like, Okay. Even even better. Even better. Forgive me for thinking you're older. Um, You're just so mature. I'm impressed. Not in a good way, but I am impressed. There's nothing better than that pumpkin fall candle or that apple fall candle. Mm. Now, now you said we. Are you referring to we as in you and your dog or we as in you and your fiance when she comes to visit or who who is the we? Um, if we, I want to include all people. I'm a very inclusive person. I don't leave anybody out. So anyone who wants to volunteer to help is so, more than welcome. So we all live with you? Is that what you're saying? And if you need a place to stay, you're more than welcome. Have we mentioned that Brother Landon is a politician in a past life? <laughs> and it shows. It shows. Now, we are, we of the Lewis household are strictly post-Thanksgiving. And that's to the chagrin of my wife, who would who would decorate earlier. Uh, but I, I grew up in a house where we celebrated every holiday. Mm. We had decorations mm. for, from St. Patrick's Day to Mardi Gras to Valentine's Day. I mean, every single one. There's different, and, and, and let me make this clear, there are different, th- there are different uh, decorations for fall versus Thanksgiving. Halloween and Thanksgiving decorations are two different decorations. Well, the, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Okay, I just want to make sure we're clear on that. But but your first your first statement was that fall and Thanksgiving are different. Then you said Halloween and Thanksgiving are different. So are you saying that fall decorations are Halloween decorations? Oh, uh, I would say that I would say that there's actually three categories. You have general fall decorations, okay. and then you have Halloween decorations, and you have Thanksgiving decorations, and that's three separate categories. Because I'll be honest, I've never seen a skeleton and thought, man, I. You know, I just really would love to see the leaves change color. Like, that's never been a, you know, I've never thought of fall looking at a skeleton. But, to some people, maybe. I don't know. To each their own, right, Landon? To each their own. Mm. All things to all people, right? I'm all things to all people, so I may win some, baby. That's a man. That's biblical. He's excited today. Can you t- he is excited to be here. Bring in the mustard. He, is, he has been training for this day. He's ready to shine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You you, yeah. you can't see this but uh, but uh, Landon is trying trying to emphasize the fact that he he's going to just blow us all away with his biblical knowledge. So we are yeah. excited to see I'll, what he is. I'm going to put my helmet on because you're about to just blow my mind here. <laughs> Thank you, little city. <laughs> you're welcome. You're very welcome. Well, uh y'all as we as we do move into our uh our question we're going to answer today, it's one that uh, we've had for some time, but we're just now getting around to answering it, and uh, it is uh, from a listener sent it in, and uh, it's a very interesting question, very, I'd say very applicable to uh, the church and our, our, our life as uh, followers of Christ uh, in, the, in the body of Christ in the church, and so uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then as soon as we get back, we're going to dive right in to our listener question. I'm 14. I'm 62. I'm 37. I'm 26. I'm 22. We're 47. We're five. 
Grace Baptist Church is a place where you'll fit in. It's not a building. It's the people within that comprise a church. People who care for one another. People who understand one another. People who live life together. Hi, I'm Steve Freeman, pastor of Grace Baptist Church, and I want to personally invite you to join us Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. at our main campus where you'll find real people connecting real faith with real life. All right, we are back uh, with our second uh, segment of We Found Another Hour uh, podcast episode, and and we're going to dive into a question we have from a listener that comes from the book of Ephesians in chapter 4. And the listener quotes uh, this verse in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, that says this, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. And the listener uh, asked, you know, what what are these things? Is there a, can you give us an explanation of what these apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are, and just kind of explain how that relates to uh, what we do as a church? So, uh, with that with that question being said, Brother Derek, would you fill us in, bring us up to speed on what uh, is going on in the Book of Ephesians? Who wrote it? What's it for? What's it about? Just kind of give us a big picture look at the book of Ephesians. Sure. So Ephesians, obviously, it's written to the church in Ephesus. And Paul is writing this. And one of the... it's You can kind of sum it up as being focused on unity. And specifically here, we're looking at the body of Christ. How is the church supposed to function? Uh, how is God... An, how is God going to use the tool that is the church to reach the world, and how can it operate on a day-to-day basis? And as we see here, we get these lists, these names, and these are, um, or at least my belief is, that these are people that God is sending and God is using to to benefit the church, to, to help the church in its mission that is to reach the world. So would you say that the book of Ephesians was just for the church at Ephesus at that time? Or can we, can we take the book of Ephesians and, and, and make application to our lives? That is the great thing about the Bible is everything that is written in there is we can, we can use it. it is, there's a reason we call it timeless. Uh, it has a specific setting that it's written in, and it's so important for us to understand those things. But it never becomes obsolete. And so even though we are not living in Ephesus, we're not living uh, all the way back then in the first century, it is still just as useful to us as it was to them. And so Paul's not directly writing to us, but the, the amount that we can get from this is just unlimited. Because it's God's Word. Now, Brother Ian, I think, uh, if I'm correct, now correct me if I'm wrong, but on Wednesday nights at our uh, Grace, mm-hmm. at our uh, Grace Baptist Church Student Ministries, you are preaching through the Book of Ephesians, correct? Correct. correct. So, so how, how's that been? What have y'all been learning? So, man, it's been going really good, and, and I would I would echo Derek in saying that a lot of what you're going to find is Paul preaching to the church uh, on unity, but he's also speaking uh, specifically to uh, the Gentiles as well, and how the church should relate to the Gentiles, and and what where the Gentiles stand in the promise of Christ, and so he's really explaining. Uh, to to all groups and all people, uh, who Christ is, uh, the mystery of Christ, and why 
uh, why it is that Christ came and who it is that Christ came for. So right now we're actually uh, jumping into chapter three tonight. And so uh, we're a little ahead on the podcast, but uh, we're jumping in tonight to chapter three to, to get to look at that and, and the mystery of Christ. And so, so y'all haven't uh, got to this passage yet. So we haven't got to this passage yet. No. Well, thank so. goodness, thank goodness you're here. Thank goodness, brother Landon's here because, uh, as he said, he's going to unfold the mysteries Amen. of the truth of the God's word here for us tonight, and, and he'll probably just you probably brother Landon, you'd probably just write brother in sermon, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You think you can do if, that? If he needed me to do that, can, I can sure you get it ready for in. me in a couple of weeks? I need it in about three weeks. All right, three, don't, don't weeks. worry about it. I, I'll pencil, pencil you in. He ain't got anything else to do. That's right. he, he's, he, so, Brother Landon keeps a notebook with him at all times. We call it his snitch book because we never really know what he's writing in there. <laughs> we may be telling but, on us. So, so whenever we, we see things, we say stuff, he seems to write it down. So, we're trying to figure that out. So we every, do, every pastoral note you give me, I write down. Mm. And every day you leave early, I write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a. There we go. All right. I'm gonna have to start uh, stop taking my uh, afternoon nap at the office, but but uh, that's another podcast for another day. So uh, here in Ephesians four, Brother Derek talked about the book of Ephesians about unity, about the church, Jews and Gentiles both being one in Christ, and in this passage, Paul, uh, beginning in chapter four, he's talking about uh, living lives worthy of the gospel, and he even says in chapter four. Uh, verse 4, he says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father above, and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. So you're exactly right. Paul is setting up the idea that the church is one and that God has called the church to unity. And here's a great thing, guys, is that, uh, Brother Landon, did you know that God did not just call, does not just call people to salvation? But when they accept uh, God's free gift of salvation through through faith in Christ, that He then gives them gifts. Did you know that? Do you, I, I do now. Do you like getting gifts? I love gifts. Oh, son, I love gifts too. <laughs> if y'all if y'all want to know what to send me, I have an Amazon list. Uh, I can get that information too if you want to buy me a gift. But anyway, because uh, nobody here has gotten me one yet. I'm Don't not, worry, I got a box of depends on the way. I hope that's for the baby that's on the way. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great gift. <laughs> but uh, Paul sets up the idea of Jesus giving gifts to his church. And that's where that's where he comes in in, in uh, chapter 4, verse 11. He says, and, and he himself, that's Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers, equipping the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ. So what I want us to look at here for the next few minutes is what are these different gifts that uh, he gives to the church? And and I I don't know about y'all, but I think the best way to look at these is just taking them in order. So first of all, apostles. Brother Landon, I'm going to let you kick us off here. What uh, what is an apostle? Who are apostles? Uh, what, what in the world is Paul talking about here? <clears throat> All right. So I would say the biblical meaning of an apostle is someone who was with Christ and saw the death and resurrection with the exception of Paul. Even though Paul didn't uh, say it a little bit after the first 12 apostles. Uh, but I would say the modern understanding of apostleship is to be uh, sent out to start a church but not pastor, more of like a church planner. Okay. Profound. I like that. And you can, I mean, Paul's kind of, in some ways, an honorary apostle, but you 
he does see Jesus, and he gets to see his resurrected form. Uh, and so I, that's a, I don't even think we have to even necessarily make something special about him being included, because he is, he is included in that. And uh, when, when does Paul see Jesus? I thought Paul came after Jesus. So when, when, do you, when did Paul see Jesus? A famous road headed to Damascus mm. on his way to throw some Christians in jail. At Highway 60, mm. uh, Interstate 65 North to Damascus. Yep. Mm. Mm. I like that. Uh, the not and not to get not to get too technical, but I mean it is worth noting the word apostle. Right? Remember, the Bible wasn't written in English; the Bible was written in Greek. And in Greek, the word apostle literally means one who is sent out. So apostles are sent ones. And so I think it's important for us to remember, uh, uh, brother Ian, and, and you chime in on this if you have any thoughts that the there is the group of the twelve apostles. Right, that like Brother Landon says, they were people who were with Jesus. They saw his, they saw him in his resurrection, and uh, those are the ones we think of as the twelve apostles. But in a more in more broad manner of speaking, an apostle is somebody who is sent out for a purpose. So, do y'all think that in that sense there are, are apostles today, as in people who God sends out for specific purposes? Um, I would say uh, I would say yes, and and when we think of apostle, uh, I think the the closest that we have to modern day would be church planters, and so those who are called out and sent out to plant churches in other places, um, and so when we think of and not necessarily apostle in the sense of what it's being of, of what we would typically think of or what we see in scripture as you would say the twelve apostles, but more in those that are sent out, those that are um, going out to. Uh, carry the message of the church and build the church would be church planners because that was really the key of the apostles and even uh, you look at Paul and you look at, at Acts what did they do they sat around and they taught themselves and learned the teachings of the apostles and so when we think of that in our modern context and take that into a church context we'd see that as a church planner who would be going to teach that community and those believers there of how to be the church in, in right. that area so. yeah because we, we never we never see uh, there there's mention of Paul helping start churches, mm-hmm. but we never see him pastor anywhere a long time. Right. I mean, he's he's on the road. What? Um, but okay, maybe you can give you can answer us this. Where was he the longest? I, I think he may have been in Ephesus the That's longest for two years. Mm-hmm. He said for two years I never ceased to teach you with tears, even mm-hmm. uh, with earnestness there. So yeah, so apostles once were sent out for a purpose. And uh, and next we have prophets. But first, before we before we dive into prophets, uh, let's take another quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with you. Hi, I'm Steve Freeman, pastor of Grace Baptist Church. And if you're looking for an affordable but yet quality Christian education for your children, maybe even your grandchildren, can I invite you to explore Grace Baptist Academy? We're currently enrolling pre-K-3 through first grade, and we would love for you to come to learn more about Grace Baptist Academy and perhaps to be a part of our family. Why don't you come grow with us at GBA? We are back as we continue on in Ephesians chapter 4. And we've looked at what uh, Paul was talking about with an apostle. And then he says, in God, and Jesus not only gave his church some to be apostles, but he gave some as prophets. So, uh, Brother uh, Derek, uh, what lead us into this. What's a prophet? Who's a prophet? What does that mean? And what's going on here with that? Sure. Uh, prophets are always uh, everybody's favorite person. 
So as we see throughout the Bible, everybody just absolutely loves prophets. They love them to death. Uh, quite literally. 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 Um, Are we reading the same Bible? Yeah, they, they okay. love them to death. Okay. Uh, but, but, but seriously, uh, prophets are... They, they are the messengers of God, and because, well, people are sinful, people, uh, we are not exactly known to be the best, and so what we see is, we don't hear about any prophets that died of natural causes. They, they are all end up being martyrs. Uh, they are bringing God's message, and they're usually, what we see is, they're bringing the message that the people don't want to hear. They, they are the ones that, uh, th- these are the people that are going and essentially calling out God's people. And, and is, we see during the time of Israel, these are, uh, right, we see Isaiah, we see uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, um, and many others. And they are, they are there, they have God's message, God is speaking through them, but it's usually the people don't want to hear it. Uh, and so, to in in, mo- in a modern sense, I would say that the, these are our preachers, and and what I mean by these are our preachers, these are the uh, the, these are our pastors uh, that that come in, and a lot of times they tend to come in in a rough situation, and they are there to help the church recognize their sinful ways and lead them to repentance. Now, not everybody's going to agree with me on this. But I, 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 that's what I, I believe a prophet is. A modern-day prophet is not... We we've always focus on their ability to predict the future. But the whole purpose in the Old Testament of prophets uh, preaching about the future is in order to lead to repentance now. Um, yeah, it, it's The prophets were pointing back to the past. Hey, this is the covenant you have with the Lord. This is what you how you ought to be living. This is what the Scriptures say you ought to be living. Now, if you don't do that, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, they're pointing to the past to show where the people have fallen short and then preaching about the future of what's going to happen if you keep doing it. Uh, I think it's a, a good summary of it. Exactly. I, I like that. I like that. So we have apostles. We have prophets. Uh, Brother Landon, next we get to evangelists. Now that's a word that uh, we're, we're familiar with in a lot of senses. What is, what is an evangelist? What's going on here with evangelists? So I would say an evangelist is someone who has the gift of reaching people. Uh, it seems that evangelists will resemble a prophet in some ways. So evangelism is, you know, sitting out telling people about Jesus, verbally telling people about Jesus. Um, however, evangelism is not a spiritual gift because we are all called to evangelize. Um, someone that, obviously, that I would consider a uh, evangelist modern day would be Billy Graham. Um, just his impact of literally telling majority of nations, it's not all nations, about uh, Jesus through in person, you know, radio, TV, just all forms of communication. It's interesting that uh, you hear it, you you mention this. You hear a lot of people say, "Well, I may not have the gift of evangelism, but the Bible doesn't talk about the gift of evangelism. It says he gave some as evangelist." And so, and what I take that to mean is that every believer uh, is is to practice evangelism, right? In the idea of uh, telling the good news of Jesus, telling the gospel about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But He has given some people, especially called men and 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 women who have especially or especially called to proclaim that gift, like a Billy Graham, like a uh, uh, a. Uh, 
remember. These guys who, who go all over the world uh, to spread the gospel. Uh, Brother Ian, have you ever heard anyone preach or teach who you would feel like this guy is called to be an evangelist? And what was that like? Oh, absolutely. Uh, one guy that I can think of, uh, some may know, is a guy by the name of Ed Newton. Um, just, a, just a wonderful heart and a wonderful passion uh, for the gospel. And, and the thing when we think about the idea of the, the gift of evangelism, when, when people bring that up, there, you know, there isn't a gift of evangelism. We're all called to be an evangelist, and, or some are called to be an evangelist. And the thing about it is, if we think about evangelism at heart of what it is, which is sharing the good news of Christ, all of us, like the desire to share the good news of Christ should be the outflow of our, of our faith. Like it, should be, it shouldn't have to be a command because it's rather a result of our salvation because it's a result of our understanding. And so even when I hear people talk about, you know, it being a specific gift, I'm like, well, no, it should just be a response, the, the desire to share the good. But again, there are some people out there that are just better gifted communicators that are better, uh, you know, you know, and, and not even in that. I mean, there's some people that I would call an evangelist that, you know, wouldn't necessarily put a smile on your face. Um, it's people that are able to share the truth of the gospel unapologetically, uh, but at the same time with purpose. So. Yeah, there's a man from my hometown in Hartsell, Alabama, not Hartsell, but Hartsell, and his name is Junior Hill. And Junior Hill is an evangelist uh, of the of the highest order, and he's not going to get up and impress you with fancy arguments or big words or fancy speeches. Uh, he's he's just a very plain, down home man, and who the Lord has endowed with the gift of evangelism. So, so, so Paul says that God has given some people as apostles. Some as prophets, some as evangelists, and lastly, he says some pastors and teachers. And he seems to group these two together. So, uh, brother Ian, going back to you, what is what is a pastor and teacher? Is is this the same thing? Is Paul talking about two different uh, individuals? What's he talking about here? So, uh, pastor, uh, a pastor, we've got to we've got to realize and think of a pastor is a shepherd, an overseer, and a teacher. And so these things go together. And so when when he uses this and when we think of this, it's really just understanding that, uh, you know, a pastor is one who's going to teach. A pastor is one who's going to oversee the flock and going to be a shepherd and lead uh, the people of God. And so also understand that this is also synonymous with elder. And so when we think of pastor, elder, teacher, um, all it's communicating there is that the pastors are the ones to teach and to oversee the flock and to care for the flock. Brother Derek, you have anything on that one? Uh yeah yeah I almost it, it's great and we can kind of do this in a second great to see how all these play together so mm-hmm. well uh you can really see God's plan for the church and how the church is going to base function through all these different positions uh I, I would I can all you can almost label these as your these are your maintenance men in a sense these are the ones that are doing the day-to-day work to take care of the flock they're they kind of as you're saying they they are teaching them they are helping them they're not uh, necessarily doing anything super impressive they're not necessarily the ones that are uh, you're seeing thousands upon thousands of salvations every day these are the ones that uh, that, that, that that you connect with really well these are the guys that are just there day in and day out. Uh, and that that's that's so important. They, that's why I kind of call them the maintenance men. They're there and ready to jump and do all that they can to serve you and to serve God. 
Yeah, being a being a pastor for for ninety nine point ninety nine percent of pastors is not a it's not a, uh, a glamorous uh, highlight spotlight kind of job. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of pastors who've ever lived, or more than that, even nobody knows their name. Nobody probably can name one what we would consider in worldly terms significant thing they did. But but day in, if they're a faithful pastor, day in day out walking with God's people, shepherding God's people. And it's not its not always a glamorous work, but uh, if, if it doesn't happen, then uh, the church the church would be in trouble. So God, so God calls faithful, uh, faithful pastors and gives them uh, you know, that, that gift for the purpose, like he says in verse 12, this is so important, equipping the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith. In other words... Who's supposed to do the work of ministry? Is it the pastor or is it the people in the church? Let's say you, Landon. <clears throat> it's everyone in the church. It can't just be one man. Be fruitful and multiply. Got to go tell everyone. Well, that's a, <laughs> that's be fruitful and multiply. That's a word right there. 10 4. Uh, <laughs> it's a little different topic. But yes, a little we different. Should, we little, should be but exactly. Fruits of the Spirit. The the point the point here is that the the apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers these people equip the saints for the work of ministry right so it's not necessarily the pastor's job to do you don't hire the pastor to do ministry you hire the pastor to equip you and help you do ministry and this is so 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 important for for a church for body of Christ to be healthy and I'm so thankful at our church we have so many people involved uh, with the work of ministry. Um, and then that that we as pastors can help them help them along with that. But if the whole body of Christ isn't working, just like your body, if if one of your arms isn't working, well, your body's not going to function one hundred percent. So in the same way, the body of Christ, everybody has to be functioning. God has given these gifts to build up the church in unity, and so we can be working for His glory for the for the gospel of Christ. Anybody have any thoughts on that? They'd like to add before we close out. Uh, I just like to quickly say, like it is, we can see God's plan uh, right here, and we can see how how calculated God is in putting things together. The body of Christ is an amazing thing. I mean, we we see this start out with the apostles to start the churches, to be able to see the the body of Christ to grow, to spread, and then you have the evangelists that are helping that, that are exp- expediting that growth. Um, but as we know, problems occur and prophets show up and they come in and as a, almost like a physician, the medical process tends to be painful. The, the treatment might be painful, but it always makes it better. And then finally, the people that we tend to think about day in and day out, the pastors and teachers, uh, the ones that are, uh, that we interact with every Sunday, that we see and all through that. For the single purpose, all these different things, single purpose to simply share the story of Jesus so more people can know who God is, to have a relationship with Him, and find out how wonderful it is to share in His kingdom and to serve Him. Well, there you have it. And if you need more information on on what it means to be part of the kingdom of God, in other words, what it means to be saved, have your sins forgiven, be given eternal life, uh, and that's all through faith in Christ. If you have any questions about that, listen, visit our website, gbcspringfield.org. Give us a call. Send us an email. We would love to talk with you more about that. Uh, that's the most important thing you can ever do is become a follower of Christ and give your life to Him. 
Thank you for joining us on We Found Another Hour. Next week, uh, our pastor will be back, and uh, you'll have you'll be back to your uh, host, and you won't be stuck with your uh, second stringer anymore. So we look forward to that. But join us next time on We Found Another Hour. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. Please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening, and until next time, may God bless you.